Blog Talk Radio. Is, is, is this thing on, eh? Good day, eh? This is Frank from the Great White North, and I'm here with my good buddy Tim. And today we're going to talk about the hockey. Hey, everyone, this is TD. Frank, you son of a bitch, get out of here. Don't fucking come near the board again, you dick. God, that guy. Anyhow, this is TD coming to you from the Great White North, where it is, in fact, snowing today. Uh, We had a little troubles there earlier in the day. Didn't know if we were going to make it on or not, but we did. So here we are, and hopefully this thing is going out live. I'm not sure that it is, but uh, we'll figure it out. And if it isn't, we'll do it again tomorrow. Um, Big weekend into hockey, of course, as the playoffs started. It's everybody's favorite time of the year. Uh, Not a whole lot of surprises so far. Um, We could get right down to the nitty-gritty, but uh, I don't know if today we're going to shoot the stats or not. Uh, I think we'll just go over things in general, get a sense. As I said, we're only two games in, a couple series, three. Um, Starting out in the East, uh, as much as it pains me, the Boston Bruins looking like a fucking juggernaut as they've just been all over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Outworked, outskated, roughhoused, out, you name it. The Leafs have been outclassed. Uh, I didn't think Toronto was going to win the series, even though I'm a Leaf fan. But uh, they just, they did not have the horses to run with the uh, Boston Bruins, at least in Boston, where Boston gets that matchup. Um, outscored 12-4. to uh, David Pasternak looking like, I don't know, Bobby Orr, Phil Esposito. The eight points or nine points or whatever it is. Leading the playoffs, um, Toronto just has those moments of, well, they have young team moments. They uh, game one they gave up a lead early and yeah, the game was over. Uh, in game two they they held them for a while and made a couple mistakes. And uh, admittedly, um, and I know I'll get called a homer for this, but I thought the refereeing was. Little bit slanted in game two, anyway. Um, there seems to be, uh, and, and of course, yes, as I said earlier, I'm a homer, so I might be seeing it through rose colored glasses to some degree. But um, it seems to me that there's a certain element that is allowed to go on in the playoffs. Um, certainly, a plethora of things that would have been penalties in the regular season or not. And I guess as a player, you have to learn to kind of expect that and adjust. Uh, my problem is the horrible inconsistency of the refereeing, um, not just within uh, a series, but when you watch the other series. Uh, there was stuff called last night in particular that in <laughs> – uh, I played the Winnipeg game in particular where uh, one tap in the back was a penalty and you turn the channel and see somebody 
give a guy like, you know, five or six solid shots in the back and nothing. And it's got to be frustrating for the players to um, try to adjust from referee to referee to what is a penalty, what isn't a penalty, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that being said, everybody's in the same boat there, mostly, unless you're uh, Brad Marchant, and then you can pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, Yeah, that's me whining. Uh, Tonight, the uh, Bruins and the Leafs, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern from uh, Toronto. Um, A must win for the Leafs. Uh, If they go down 3-0, it's definitely over. Uh, I still kind of think it's over anyway, but uh, they won't even get a game if they lose tonight. Um... Uh, Flyers and Penguins, a series of two teams so far. Um, seven nothing blowout in Game One for Pittsburgh. Five uh, one blowout for the Flyers in Game Two. They go back to Philadelphia. Pittsburgh blows out Philadelphia five one. Um, no rhyme or reason. Seems like whoever comes out of the gate first gets the momentum, and the beating commences. Um, Flyers goaltending, as always, has been a case of uh, God only knows. Um, They were horrible in game one. They were, uh, Brian Elliott was outstanding in game two. And in game three, it was kind of a mixed bag, but uh, Crosby had his uh, jet strapped on on, uh, yesterday for the Penguins, so much to the chagrin of Philadelphia fans, fans everywhere. Uh, so that that series is so far kind of not quite to uh, what we predicted, but uh, Pittsburgh is is uh, winning. And as again, the crucial game four there, Flyers don't win it at home, go down 3-1 to one back to uh, Pittsburgh, series over. Uh, that game's not till uh, Wednesday as the uh, scheduler I don't know. The scheduler had a heart attack, and I'm not. Under, I would have thought these games would have priority in their buildings, but apparently they don't. Um, so they they don't play again until Wednesday. Um, what else have we got in the East? Uh, New Jersey and Tampa Bay, which was the one I called for an upset, um, has not been. The Devils have come close, but the Lightning are just. They're just too well-rounded, too even, getting goals from everywhere. Um, their big guys really haven't done all that much, um, and yet they've still got 10 goals and in two games, and uh, they're getting her done when they need to get her done. I guess Kucherov had a better game the other night because he had three points, but they were late in the game, some of them, and it didn't matter for squat. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay, just too much for New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey giving her the old try, but they're done. Barring they might get a game at home, as usually happens in the NHL, but um, they, they're not going to win that series. Uh, the series of the of the first round so far has been Columbus and Washington, in my opinion. I'm not a Capitals fan. Not really a Columbus fan either. I'm not a I, I'm not a fan of uh, John Tortorella. I think he's a jerk, but. Uh, He's got the Blue Jackets believing. And they took the uh, first two games in Washington, both in overtime. Both barn burner games. Columbus come back. Washington just, for whatever reason, in the playoffs, they can just not get it done. Uh, 
um, <laughs> I, I just I, I search for the reason why they've got good players. Their goaltending was a little shaky, but not so bad that they couldn't win. But they just cannot get over that hump. Um, Columbus clawed back and uh, fought like wildfire in the overtime, and when they got their chance, it was in, and the game was over. And the Capitals once again are are looking at a first round exit. Um, down two zero without after losing the first two games at home, not good. Um, <laughs> this one could be the upset of the first round. Uh, certainly shaping up that way, and all indicators pointing towards the Blue Jacket victory. Uh, yep. Let's see. That's the East for you. In the West, um, things are a little tighter, but still going how we expected. Um, the Predators have just been a little too much for Colorado. Uh, Colorado's played them fairly tight, five two, five four. You know, there again, they don't have the horses to run with the uh, Predators. Just too many weapons from too many places. Um, that one will probably might go five. Colorado might get a game at home. Um, the Jets had been uh, all over uh, Minnesota. Pretty much manhandled them the first two games. But then they had the uh, flight mishap where they had to... Uh, fly to Minnesota twice, basically, and it kind of messed the travel up and their arrangements and things, and it showed last night, they didn't, uh, they looked tired, and uh, Minnesota took full advantage and spanked them 6-2. I'm not serious, it's 2-1 for Winnipeg, but I suspect that come Tuesday, you will see a different game, as the Jets will be back to rested, and, uh, Look out, uh, Minnesota. Um, Sharks and the uh, Ducks. Um, Sharks, it's been pretty even games, but San Jose has won them both in Anaheim. 3 nothing, 3-2. The Ducks looking a little bit old, a little bit slow. Took some outrageously stupid penalties in their games. Uh, you know, 3-2 hockey game the other night, and veteran players taking just the dumbest penalties in the offensive zone. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, come on. You have got to think the situation through better than that as a veteran player. Um, <laughs> you're never going to win with decision-making like that. Their goaltending has been... Not quite as good as they'd hoped, but good enough. And uh, Martin Jones, though, for San Jose, has been a rock. And that's been the difference in that one. Um, Last series. Saved it for last on purpose. Uh, Vegas Knights and the LA Kings. Vegas has already broke every um, expansion team record for wins in any major sport ever. Uh, Now they are about to win their first uh, playoff round. Uh, They won uh, again in overtime last night. 
And they lead that series three to nothing. Okay, maybe that wasn't in overtime. Sorry, three to two. Um, they are by no means killing the LA Kings. Uh, you know, three one goal victories. Uh, but that's the kind of hockey you're gonna have to play in the playoffs if you want to win. So one nothing, two one, three two. Uh, they don't play again until Tuesday. But I would suspect that the LA Kings are done. Uh, not enough uh, firepower. Uh, they got Anze Kopitar. And that's it. So far, nobody else really seems to have uh, wanted to step up and uh, get a goal for the for L.A. So, uh, with that in mind, uh, Vegas has been able to get by with uh, only six goals in three games, but that's enough when the opposition only scores three. So, uh, that's where we're at there. As I said, I think maybe a bit of a surprise that it's three nothing. I don't know that anybody would have went quite that far. Uh, and definitely the Columbus... I don't think anybody would have picked Columbus to be ahead of Washington 2 nothing after two games in Washington, but that's where we sit. So tonight's games, uh, if you live in the great white north, all on television, of course. Uh, the Bruins and the Leafs are on at 5 on the, the good old CBC. Uh, at 5.30 on the Sportsnet uh, is uh, Tampa Bay and New Jersey, uh, followed by the uh, Predators and the Avalanche at 8. And then if you, that's not enough for you, at 8.30 you can fire over to Sportsnet 1 and you can catch the uh, Ducks and the uh, Sharks Game 3 from uh, San Jose. Um, like I said, uh, pretty good playoffs so far. Uh, hockey's been rough. Uh, the intensity definitely uh, ratcheted up a notch or two. Um, the bodies were flying in the particularly Toronto-Boston the uh, there was a lot of heavy slugging. Um, I saw some pretty good uh, slugging in the uh, Minnesota-Winnipeg game. Uh, they had a bit of a brawl there in game two at the end of the game. It's always entertaining if you're a fan, if you like that sort of thing, but you don't. Um, one of the things I did notice and I wanted to talk about for a minute or two after all the uh, discussion about uh, uh, MVPs and this sort of thing, um, I know the playoffs don't count, and I know that we don't have a crystal ball, so we can't look in to see what uh, a player like um, Connor McDavid might have done if Edmonton had made the playoffs. But I do have one to look at what players who were in the discussion, what they have done in the playoffs. And once again, the nobody's surprise, or at least not to mine, uh, when the going gets tough, uh, the guys with the skill and the balls and the heart get it done. A uh, quick look at the point totals. I mean, okay, David Pasternak has nine points, but six of those were in a wash game against Toronto, so I'm not sure I'm quite willing to give him full marks. But hey, points are points. Good on him, but a uh, different kind of player there for sure. Uh, Mr. Crosby, uh, seven points playing against arch-nemesis Philadelphia. Uh, 
know what can you say? Uh, Kucherov has four points for Tampa Bay. Uh, Patrick Laney has four points for Winnipeg. Brad Marchand, love him or hate him, six points for Boston. You know, it's the guys who aren't afraid to get in there, get dirty, get smacked around a little bit for the reward. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, probably not a fun thing to do, but uh, it's what wins Stanley Cups to people. It's what wins. In, it's what wins in any sport. You got to have that that player who wants to walk that razor thin line between cheating, being a total douche, a la Brad Marchand, and his "I'm going to kiss you on the on your lips" thing that he's been pulling, which we'll talk about in a minute. And guys who are content to you know sort of give the right away to other players. And um, I'm looking at you. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Tyler Bozak, uh, both playing like uh, you're already done in Toronto and just looking forward to next year. I mean, I guess, but uh, to not helping your stock any when you disappear in the playoffs. Um, just saying. Uh, back to Brad Marchant and his uh, antics. Uh, I remember a player named Steve Avery who pulled this same sort of nonsense and uh, in in a similar way with the uh, getting in the face of Marty Brodeur and waving his stick around and all that stuff. And the league stepped in and you know made a rule that made that illegal. Um, it's kind of trending because the Leafs did a different Leaf. Uh, I can't remember which one. I think one of the Russian guys, I think Casp, not 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 Komarov, one of the other ones. Um, he copied Marchand the other night and was doing it back to them, where you know, the players are getting red in each other's faces and trying to get, you know, like they're going to peck each other on the cheek, but to get as close as I possibly can to you, but not quite touch you. And I guess in within the spirit of the rules, I guess there's you're not breaking any, but there's no place for that in in, in hockey. Um, Brad Marchand is an extremely skilled hockey player. He doesn't need to do any of that crap to get on my nerves. He, 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 I don't know. Like I, I can't believe that somebody doesn't sit him down and say, you know what, gets on the other team's nerves more when you score fucking goals. I mean, what could be more annoying? Um, if he played 10 years ago, 20 years ago, somebody would have popped him right in the in the mouth and beat him senseless and that would have been the end of Brad Marchand um, like you say I mean if he plays on your team you probably love him and when he doesn't you hate him uh, I just think he goes a little too far sometimes he doesn't need to do that stuff he's a better player than that he doesn't he, he shouldn't have to rely on those antics to get him uh, what he requires on the ice he's a good enough player to get it through skill um and he chooses not to on several occasions. And on one of these days, he's going to step over the line again, and he's going to pay for it. But so far, he's been lucky. And either escaped uh, a good beating and or uh, a suspension we're talking about, um, which is another thing. Uh, 
Not that the uh, Cadre hit wasn't worthy of some suspension, because I think it was. It was a ill-thought-out body check. But three games. Three fucking games in the playoffs. Working on the theory they always use that uh, it's 2-1 to one in the playoffs. That's a six-game suspension for that hit. Yeah, I say what you want. Yeah, no, Tim, you're a fucking Toronto fan, so you're a homer, and you're uh, you're not seeing it clearly. Yeah, I'm not arguing one. I might even bend to two, but three for some of the, when some of the other things I've seen so far in the playoffs didn't even merit a, a penalty on the ice. Uh, particularly the Johansson hit in the Predator series, where he nearly tore his head off. And yet the NHL came up with some psychobabble about uh, the original point of content being like, uh, the original point of contact being shoulder, and he something about intent that they always pull, which I don't know how they can ever know what a player's intent is. You, know, you can't read their minds. I, to be quite honest, anyone who's played hockey will probably tell you that there's there isn't any intent one way or the other. These things kind of they happen so fast that they just happen. I don't think anybody, well, you don't have the time. You don't go into the corner thinking, oh, well, if I stick this guy in the head, I'm probably going to get a two-game suspension, so maybe I won't do this. I'll do that instead. By that time, the play is gone. You haven't time to think about any of that stuff in that manner. And for anyone who hasn't played professional sports, um, you don't know what I'm talking about, even if you've played junior hockey. Um, you know what I'm talking about. There's some time. Uh, it's like when they interview a player and they go, well, I see, you know, you had that breakaway. Uh, what were you thinking there? Well, to be quite honest, nothing. You kind of turn, I don't want to say robotic, but almost. You're not thinking in those terms. Um, you don't have time. Your brain and your muscles are kind of acting together, and another part of you is kind of watching if that makes sense. Um, Sidney Crosby or, or Connor McDavid on a breakaway at the speed he's going isn't thinking to himself, well, maybe I should go five-hole. Oh, I don't know, maybe I'll uh, deke and throw a backhand upstairs, or maybe I'll I'll go hello blocker. It isn't like that. You look, your brain is already has already registered, done the math, and your body is already doing things. It's that quick. Um, I said, unless you've done it, I can't explain it. But the thought process is not what the layman thinks it is. So when they say, well, what was he thinking when he did that? Not a lot most times. So I'm willing to give some slack. I said, I'm not a big Brad Marchand fan, but goddamn, if he had a Leafs jersey on, I'd probably like him quite a bit. So same goes for Connor McDavid. Even though the thought of that nearly makes me want to throw up. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, kind of a shortened version of uh, what happened in the playoffs. Um, and only what have we been on half an hour. we got lots of time yet. Uh, Frank, um, God bless his soul. He really wants to be on the show, but um, he's just so fucking annoying. Like, who could, can you want to listen to Frank for a half hour? So we might give him his own spot uh, next week where Frank dissects a, 
a great play or something along those lines and uh, gives it to you with his, as only he can, with his great flin-flon Canadian accent and uh, love of the Flyers. So maybe he can find something in the Flyers games we're talking about. I couldn't because I can't imagine the heat in Philadelphia. Uh, It can't be pretty after that 5-1 loss and 7-0 beating they took. (laughs) Poor Flyers, poor Philadelphians. No, fuck poor Philadelphians. They got the the, uh, Super Bowl and the uh, NCAAs, and they got the 76ers who looked pretty good the other night, too, even though I know this is why mid can't score. But occasionally we can talk about uh, other things for a few minutes. Um, Tonight, uh, I guess if you're a wrestling fan, uh, we got the big uh, uh, swap overs happening tonight. Lord only knows what might happen there. The uh, branch shuffle, as it were, um, because they try to make you believe that uh, they can sign contracts with all these guys and then just shuffle them off to anywhere with a wave of a wand. <laughs> I find kind of interesting. Uh, what other hockey news we got? There must be some. I don't know if there was there wasn't any more firings this week, which was surprising. I thought some more. Uh, Ken Hitchcock retired from Dallas, so they're going to need a new coach. Um, we have any big injuries over the weekend? Uh, I think Tyler Myers got hurt last night. I think they're still out on uh, on uh, his condition. Uh, Leo Komarov will miss Game 3 for the Leafs against the Bruins, but he missed Game 2, so whatever. Um, he ain't so good or so bad that that really makes any difference. Uh, yeah, and not much else. Uh, of course, we're still uh, deep into the uh, uh, dealing with the uh, Humboldt Broncos tragedy. Um not a lot of details have come out on that one yet, as far as what really happened there, whose fault it might have been, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess really at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, people are dead. That we're not involved in the control of either of those vehicles, and that's a sad thing, you know, a rough thing, and it, it must be horrible for the families and people involved in that. Um, I know they decided to carry the playoffs on in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And uh, surprisingly, that met with a little bit of um, negativism, and I was kind of surprised because I would have thought, if anything, people would want to move on. And uh, I don't think the whole league has to come to a grinding halt for the rest of the season because of that. I mean, yeah, it sucked. But in the big picture, um, without being a jerk, I mean, lots of people didn't know any of these people. And while it's a tragedy, it doesn't hit home uh, the way it does for people from Humboldt or or the families, et cetera. Um, Humboldt actually voted to continue with the playoffs, their rep. So uh, I don't have a problem with that. I think we need to uh, the best thing in these times of uh, when they do have tragedies and things. I think that's the best thing to do is to keep going because entertainment and uh, sports bring people together and they give us something to do when uh, you know when we're not happy and our in regular life sucks or is bringing you down. And 
you want some escapism, well, what better than to turn on the tube and, where in this case, go down to the local rink and watch the local boys lay a whooping on a, another town and on the neighboring towns. Doesn't get much better than that. So, to you naysayers, and I'm going to guess, and I hate to say it, and yeah, I'm 50 and I'm an old-timer. An old-timer conservative, a curmudgeon, as the old lady would say. Um... Sometimes you just got to put your head down and keep sledding, boys. This is one of them. Yes, we can reflect and spend weeks looking into our inner selves in the snowflake fashion, but at the end of the day, life goes on. Remember the boys? Remember what they did? I'm sure in that town that'll be remembered for 100 years from now. They'll still be celebrated in the memorial as it should. But life still does go on, and there are other people in the world who need to live. And those stories have to continue so that we have some good stories, too, not just bad ones. Um, so, on a side note, uh, the Wide Men Podcast Network is uh, continues to grow. We uh, continue to be surprised by that growth, to be honest. Um we have uh, viewers, viewers, I would say viewers, uh, listeners in, I don't know, last count, I think we were only not heard in 18 of the states in the United States. We have uh, 10 or 12 international countries that listen on a regular basis. It seems to, every day or two, we add another one, much to our surprise. Um, so for those of you who do download and listen, uh, even if it's only for the 10 or 15 minutes to get the tick, we thank you. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to hear or you'd like us to squawk about or you'd like uh, for the hockey show to talk about or the NBA or that you might want to hear on the round table, uh, hell, if you want to call into the uh, any of those shows, you, you can. It is uh, toll-free. You just go to uh, blogtalkradio.com slash uh, white men can't jump. You find the, uh, the show that is live, which is usually the one at the very top of the list. Uh, you click on it, and it gives you a call-in number if you are so inclined. And uh, you can come on the show. You can talk to me. You can talk to Frank. Uh, if you phone one of the other shows, you can uh, have a conversation with uh, Tom Robinson or Nate Bush. I mean, who wouldn't want to tell Nate Bush that his love of the Timberwolves is well, unholy, and at best, uh, sacrilegious, and at worst, uh, extremely weird and uh, bizarre. Or if you'd like to uh, you know, call in and ask Tom Robinson about the process and why he loves it so much, which, of course, we all know he doesn't. But it would be funny to phone in and ask him why he did. You might get, uh, you might get to listen to an infamous Tom Robinson tirade where he forgets that he's on a national podcast and uh, says politically incorrect things that make us all laugh. Or you could phone into the Tim and Tom show where we are 147% politically incorrect and we'll pretty much say anything about anyone um, with the caveat, of course, that we don't hate anybody and we are not gay bashers or black bashers or any ethnic bashers. Um, we're just two old farts that think things are funny when they're funny. 
but uh, we pretty much talk about anything on that show, so that might be a good one to call into, or you can call into uh, the Sunday Night Roundtable, where things get kind of weird. You never know where that discussion is going to go, and sometimes it doesn't go anywhere, like last night, where it was rather uh, bizarre, and then we had Scott phone in from uh, Japan. That's an experience all on itself, as he uh, rants and raves about our you know un, our inability to understand uh, uh, Japanese wrestling. So that's always entertaining. Um, and there's a good chance that we still might have a few more shows um, as we try to uh, give you listening choices to you know that suit your needs. So if there's anything there you might want to bring up or a show you might want to hear. And particularly, if there's anybody who'd like to co-host this show, um, drop me a line. Why Men Can't Jump on Facebook? Why Men Can't Jump on the Twitter? Um, and, uh, you want to audition or you want to be on for a spot or you'd like to talk about uh, why the Winnipeg Jets are the greatest hockey team in the world and the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs suck? All for it. We can do that. Because, um, of course, there's no no bad opinions, especially if you can back them up with a little bit of fact. And we're all for it here at the Wide Men uh, Podcast Network, where uh, we're trying desperately not to be what we call another snowflake podcast, where everyone loves everyone and we agree with everything that anybody ever said, and you're right all the time. And God, don't we just all love everyone? Because I don't think that's a realistic view, and it certainly isn't in the sports and entertainment world where you're allowed to like different things. Among our own circle, uh, Nate Bush is a younger fella, just a young whippersnipper. I'm old enough to be his father, so is Tom. So he has a different take on the world than we do. Uh, and yet he, he is an old soul in some ways. Uh, Tom, well, when you look at him, you'd think he probably listened to ACDC and hung out in metal bars. Uh, he's actually more of a country fan, I think. And uh, outside or inside that uh, rough exterior is a teddy bear. Um, he likes the raunchy comedy, however, which doesn't fit the country music thing, really. Uh, likes pretty girls, like most of us. You're a pretty regular guy when you get right down to it. I'm probably the, in all honesty, the most curmudgeon of the bunch. Um, I'm a child of the of the '80s, so I love me some some rock music, some Aerosmith, some Crew, some Kiss, some Van Halen, that sort of stuff. Although I have been known to toe tap to uh, some Marty Robbins or some Johnny Cash. Not so much into the uh, pop country of the 90s, 2000 era, but were the uh, Britney Spearses and Christina Aguilera's of the world. Now, if you like that stuff, that's cool, because, like I said, you're allowed to like whatever you want. But I am also allowed to say I think it's garbage. Um, and so we cover a pretty wide spectrum of the views. Um, we do occasionally get into the odd spat on who's right or wrong. Uh, Nate is an extremely opinionated 
man and not in a bad way. He uh, has his opinions and he'll stick to them. Uh, Tom Robinson is just as soon run you down on the road as uh, change his opinion. And I'm to the point where I'm not sure there is any other opinions except for mine. Because why wouldn't you share mine? Because I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah, you heard me say it. Um, so anyway, I guess that's going to be it for uh, the uh, rest edition of Why Men Can't Score, Episode 7. Uh, next week, I promise, I'll go depth, in-depth statistically, because by next Monday we may have a few series already wrapped up in the first round. And, uh, oh, well, hold on. We have a we have a caller right now. Hold on. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Good day, sir. Uh, this is uh, your really real podcaster calling from New Jersey. <laughs> hey, how are you doing, sir? All right. Uh, you were discussing what, 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 about what you like to talk matches. About? Well, sure. I'll say one thing though. A lot of people, um, you know, I've been giving my predictions and whatnot, and I still say that, although people are thinking crazy, but I still think maybe that the Rock, the uh, Spurs may have a chance to beat the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors aren't exactly all healthy and all put um, put together right now, so I'm, I'm still thinking for an upset um, with with the Spurs. Well, I, I can't really say I, I would argue with you on that one. Um, oh, good. I thought something crazy with me. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, the basketball, you know, a lot of those games hang on a, you know, there, there wasn't really yeah. any beatings except for the, uh, what, the Cleveland Pacers game was a bit of a smackdown. You know, Cleveland, you know, that that kind of went either way because, you know, Cleveland hasn't been all healthy um Either in the in the, the last several weeks, and I think without uh, Lowry, I think it may be starting to show too. Since he folded um, for Toronto. Yeah, well, the Toronto—I mean, the Toronto game in particular, me being up here in in Canada, um, that was a lot closer than it probably should have been or needed to be. I guess you could say um, mm-hmm. that game was in well, that game was in doubt for for quite a while. Uh, yes, and Lowry, and Lowry and DeRozan didn't exactly—they uh, didn't light it up by any stretch of the imagination yesterday. No, I'm not so, surprised by this. So, I mean, maybe the 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 outcome of the final score was a little surprising. I thought it'd be a little bit closer, but um, other than that, I didn't really see. I mean, because I'm not really thinking that they're going to go all the way to the finals again this year. I really don't. Who Golden State? No. Uh, Cavaliers. Oh, the Cavs. Um, well, unless unless somebody wakes up LeBron and he starts yeah. pulling well, like the. Well, like I said, uh, um, I'm still thinking the Spurs the point can game the Warriors. Thing. So. Um, I mean, he looked uh, he looked very disinterested in Game One. Yes, he did. I, I believe I believe I saw I believe I saw a actual shot of him at the. Uh, when somebody was shooting free throws and he actually yawned out on the court, which yeah. is not like him, <laughs> where he seemed like he just really didn't care. Well, you know what? Showing his he's, age already, he's already maybe planning his exit strategy out of that place. Uh, I'm not buying I mean, that, though. I'm, I'm not. Well, I don't believe anything until I see it signed on a dotted line if he's leaving or not. So right now, you can get all the speculation you want. I say he's not leaving. Well, I, I would put to you why would he why if they don't do something why would he want to stay? 
because that's his hometown. He he made Cleveland, you know, what they are today, and I don't think he wants to give that back. I mean, he's in the late stage of his career now, mm-hmm. so why not finish it out in Cleveland instead of you could be holding right about for like that. L.A., Miami, or whatever for just uh, another two or three more years. I mean, he's pretty much uh, from what uh, we can see. I, I don't think their coach is going to survive the the season, or, or he won't survive the off season. I guess I should say. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't even, be surprised even if it isn't LeBron related, related. He seems to not be in very good health for some reason there. So, um, the NBA is a wild and crazy place, boy. And there's, we're talking about uh, you know there's some serious money changes yeah. hands in the off season. And you, you really, I mean, we can speculate. Well, in the following as long as I have, you know. Well, that could be true. I, I will bow to your expertise that. Uh, I'm not the biggest NBA player. I'm sure if uh, a fan, if if Nate and Tom were on here, you might get a different argument from one of them. Um, yeah, I've been following it for 40 years, so. Well, well, that's a that's a pretty good resume for for being able yeah. to read the league if you've been going for 40 years. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not as young. I'm not as young as I look. So who do you who do you like for the who do you like for the uh, finals? Well. For the, I know it's early, I'm but... I'm going to say, the, for the West, I'm going to say the Rockets. And for the East, I'm going to say uh, the Raptors. You think Toronto can uh, can pull it out? I think they could. Of course, everybody thinks I'm nuts for saying this, but I, I do think so. <laughs> well, they, they've got a good um, team. I guess you but... a good way of putting it. Yeah, good team, but... A, a good team. I mean, DeRozan and Lowry are, are, I mean, they're the big guns there, but they're not, uh, neither of them are, uh, I would say, I wouldn't go so far as to say either of them are LeBrons or, or Curry uh, yeah. or Durant-like players. Well, I mean, not, come on, I mean, there's only, there's only one LeBron. I mean. True enough. But I, I would say yeah. that, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. Toronto's kind of got a history of choking, though, so... Yeah, mind you, the Celtics are the Celtics are are hurt. Yeah, so I they, know they shouldn't really be an issue. Um, yeah, I can't like stand the said, Celtics anyway. Yeah, uh, if Cleveland doesn't uh, wake up, they're not going to get any further. I don't think Toronto would have too much trouble with Indiana. Yeah. Oh, my time is actually short. So, um, are, are you are you a once a week program or? Um, or are you more uh, yeah, well, we're, we've we've got different entities, but usually the basketball show is Wednesday, eight p.m. Eastern. Wednesday, eight p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's the time to call. Uh, how long do you run it for? Uh, it's two hours. Oh, good. I'll try to call between nine and ten. Oh, wonderful! Welcome to do so, sir. Because I'm, he- uh, I'm a heavy duty podcaster with the network, and uh, I run into another show at eight. So, um, you know. And I have a few shows of my own, but I'll save that for next for next time. I got to split. Thank All right, you. sounds good. Yeah, we can we can uh, hear some more about your shows maybe. Well, there we have it, folks. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, uh, Raptors and uh, Golden State. Can't argue with that. Um, anyway, so I guess like I said for today, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, we've been on here for almost an hour, so it's time to give her a rest. Uh, we'll see you again next week, uh, same time, Why Men Can't Score. Don't forget the uh, um, 
Wide Men Can't Jump, the NBA flagship show, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll see you all again soon. Have a good day.